Well, good morning. Happy New Year to everybody. Are we all good? Yay. Ah, oh, it's lovely to be here. Who loves this time of the year? Yeah, who's gone back to work or about to go back to work? Yeah, I've gone back to work last week. I still love this time of the year because it's just, I don't know, life seems to be a little bit slower. It's a little bit, um, especially over the Christmas New Year period, you find a lot of people have gone on break. And so it's, there's something special about everyone at the same time sort of pausing and stopping and slowing down and maybe reflecting on the year that has been and preparing ourselves for the year that is here and about to really launch into. So um, I believe Jimmy shared a message last week and I think my message this morning will sort of um, tic-tac with that and build on that. Um, so I'm going to share a message that's titled Crossing Over. If you're taking notes, that's the title of my message, Crossing Over. And of course, I'm not talking about crossing over to heaven, um, not just yet, but I am talking about crossing over to a new year. And I always find with a new year, there's varied responses to a new year. Who here was really happy to see 2018 go? A couple of hands. Yep, yep. Who was kind of like, oh, a bit sad. I had an amazing year, just wanted to stay in 2018. Who felt like that? Oh, no one. Oh, one person. Two people. Okay, so the rest of you must fall into the third category, which is you're just a bit neutral. You're a bit like, eh, it doesn't really matter. It's just another day, another year. Who's a bit like that? Yeah, okay. So, look, despite where we sit on that spectrum of responses, the fact is we have said goodbye to 2018 and we have crossed over to 2019. And I liken the end of a new year and the start of a new one much like the seasons we experience. When we have a new season, we transition, uh, we have to go through a process of adjustment and I think as Melburnians, we're pretty good at adjusting to seasons, aren't we? We often have four seasons in one day and so we get lots of practice. But we have crossed over, I guess by date, but have we crossed over spiritually? Have we prepared ourselves for what this year God wants to do in each and every one of us. And so this morning I'm going to go into a little bit about what we can do to prepare ourselves before this year races ahead. You see, life is full of crossovers. We cross over from being babies to children to teenagers, teenagers to young adults. We cross over from young adults to adults and then to mature age. We cross over different life stages from being maybe um, single to then being married and then having children to then being maybe an empty nester uh, to being single again. We cross over various life stages in life. We cross over countries and cultures and job professions. So life is full of crossovers. The Bible reflects lots of crossovers too. You see the children of Israel crossed over the Jordan to enter into the promised land. They had been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years and then finally they crossed over to what God had prepared for them. You see Joseph crossing over from being a prisoner to being a prime minister all within one day, which is pretty amazing. You see Gideon crossing over from someone who had very low self-esteem to then being a mighty warrior that led an army. You see Mary crossing over from being a virgin to next minute conceiving the future Messiah. 
And you see Saul crossing over from being someone who persecuted Christ to being a follower of Christ. So crossing over is a part of life. It's an opportunity for God to do something new in us and through us. And there's something I notice about God. God loves doing something new. He's in the business of new. So if you have your Bibles this morning, I'd love to open up to Isaiah 43. I am going to read it to you this morning from the message version, which I believe will be up on the screen behind me. But if you want to also follow it in your own Bibles, feel free to do that. And we're going to pick it up from verse 16. It says, This is what God says, the God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies. They lie down and then they can't get up. They snuffed out like so many candles. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert. Rivers in the badlands. Wild animals will say thank you. The coyotes and the buzzards. Because I provided water in the desert. Rivers through the sun-baked earth. Drinking water for the people I chose. The people I made especially for myself. A people custom made to praise me. May I say praise and worship this morning was beautiful. God is in the business of new, doing new things, new ways. He's not in the business of keeping things same, same. In fact, I'd go to say that there's nothing same, same about God other than who he is and what makes him God. You see, God will always be a God of justice, of love, of mercy, of kindness, of faithfulness. The attributes that make God stay the same. But that's about it when it comes to God. Otherwise, he's in the business of new, doing something new, bringing forth new. Same, same goes against God's creative nature. God is not into boring. God is into doing something new. And I see this every day when I wake up. I look up at the sky. It never looks the same. We are fortunate to live in the Bayside area where if you ever walk along the beach, it never looks the same. It always reflects something different. Every day there is something bursting forth that God wants to do. The fact is, doing life same, same is not only going to stunt our growth and maturity, it also makes us very shallow. In fact, I think it makes us dangerously disconnected from reality. And I don't believe any of us want to start 2019 like that. So if we're going to cross over well, we have crossed over into 2019, but if we're going to do this year well, we need some qualities and some attributes to do this crossing over well. And I'm going to go through those this morning with you. Now, I did share this message with our Cheltenham campus a couple of weeks ago, and we had all our children's ministry in the audience because um, kids' men were having a well-deserved break. And what I made the kids do so they could remember the points was some actions. And then I found that the big kids, the adults, came up to me and said, oh, those actions were really good. It really helped me to remember. So I thought, well, this morning we'll get the adults, the big kids, to do these actions. Are you with me? Okay. So my first attribute, if we're going to need to cross over well, is the ability to adjust, hands on head. We need to adjust this, okay? 
With any crossover, there is a process of adjustment of our thinking. If you've ever travelled to America or from America to Australia, at some point you're going to cross over the international date line. When you cross over the international date line, the thing you have to do is adjust. Adjust your watch, either forward 24 hours or backwards 24 hours. Many years ago, I backpacked um, around the globe for a year and I started my trip um, in America. And so I left Tullamarine Airport on the 19th of March and about some 20 hours later, I arrived in San Francisco only to arrive at the 19th of March, a couple of hours before the time that I left. And it was weird. Like, where did that day go? It didn't. It just, I'm still perpetually in 19th of March. And yet, I had to adjust. I had to be present in the moment of where I was. Isaiah 43, 19 says, be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? Adjusting means being present in what God wants to do. And it starts with adjusting our thinking and being present in that moment. You know, I find that adjustments don't have to be necessarily massive. They can be just small adjustments. It's like if you have uh, a pain in your back and you might go to the physio, they make slight adjustments, you know, just slight tweaks and you feel a little bit better. Or like our tyres, if you find your, your car is starting to veer to the left or the right and you go and take a bit of a tune-up, they slightly adjust the tyres so you're heading in the right direction, not going off this way. So sometimes our adjustments just needs to be retweaking the way we think or thinking about how we're doing things and maybe doing things slightly different. There's a definition of an insanity and that is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Sometimes we just need to slightly make a shift, slightly make an adjustment and look at things from a different perspective. So this morning... I'm very much into interaction. This morning, we're going to do a little activity. I would like everyone to stand up. Now, unless you have some physical ailment um, or you're of mature age and just don't feel up to this, feel free to stay where you are. But for everybody else, I would love for you to get your belongings. If you have children with you, please take your children with you. <laughs> and what I want you to do this morning is we get a bit comfortable. I bet... Everybody sits in the same seat every week, yeah? The same section, the same place. I want you to shift to a different part of this auditorium and here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. I want the front row filled, right? If you're not normally on the front row. I want you to sit in a totally different place to where you normally sit. Now, other than your spouse or your children, I want you to sit with different people. Let's move. And once you're there, I'd like you to introduce yourself to the people next to you. And hopefully you're sitting to some, next to someone you've never met before. Have a chat.
fabulous. Who's just met somebody new for the very first time because of the shift? Fantastic. Anyone else? Yep. Otherwise, everybody knows each other? Awesome. Well, that's good. Now, I would love four volunteers to just come out here for a second because we're going to have a little chat about this experience. And rather than me picking you out, I would love for you just to come out. Four, four volunteers. Who would love to come out before I pick on you? You don't want me to pick on you, do you? Okay. Sorry, I, I, I know. Is it Matt? Yeah, I remembered. Shungu, brilliant. Who else would like to come out? Come on. Come on. Thank you. Now, why don't we line up along here so everyone can see you and you're just going to have to quickly tell everybody your name, even though everyone knows each other. Hi, I'm Shungu. I'm Karen. Leslie. Matt. Brilliant. Okay, I've got a couple of questions for you, which I'd love for you to all just have a chat about. How did you feel when I asked you to do this exercise? Now, I want you to be honest, okay, all of you to be honest. How did you feel when I said, I want you to move? Slightly annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> Just slightly annoyed. Well, I had to think about moving the kids as well. Yeah. Uh, we left a mess where we left as well, so it's a bit embarrassing for the next person when they find that. Are there snacks there? Do you want to eat the snacks? They won't be happy. Yeah, so yeah, slightly annoyed. Okay, sorry. Sorry to bring those feelings. But, but, but you know what? Change does is sometimes annoying. It is. Change is annoying. How did you feel? Well, I have OCD, so <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, sorry. So what was the feeling? Uh, just feeling out of sorts. Out of sorts. Okay. Thank you for being honest. And look, I think that's, apart from um, experiencing OCD, I think many of us feel out of sorts with certain um, challenge, you know, changes in our life. We try to avoid it um, because of those feelings. So thank you for being honest, Karen. Karen? Yeah. yeah. Apprehensive. Apprehensive. Meeting someone new. Yeah. Worried that I don't know someone I'm going to sit next to. Yeah. So I took myself to a whole new place I never sit ever. Did you meet someone? No, that's all our connect group. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you sat next to people that you knew. It just happened. That's okay. That's all right. That's good. But you've okay. But you felt apprehensive about the change. Okay. Thank you for sharing, Matt. Uh, a little bit unsure as to where I would uh, feel comfortable sitting, but also felt a little bit challenging as well. That's why I sat in the front row. And thank you for sitting on the front row because the front row is never full. I love to see this front row full, and you know, getting out of your comfort zone to doing something new. You know, it doesn't come naturally to us uh, to embrace change. Even just moving a seat. Listen to all those feelings. It's very normal for us to feel a bit uh, when we have to make an adjustment. Second question I want to ask you is what did you have to release to be able to do this exercise? Uh. <laughs> uh, no, I, had to, I couldn't release the children. She said we should keep them. Um, I had to... <laughs> um, I had to release uh, my sense of comfort. Yeah, you had to release your sense of comfort. Thanks, Shungu. Karen? My spot. Yeah. <laughs> your spot. Your spot's precious, isn't it? It's your spot. You have to rel relinquish. 
under this chair. The drink bottle was right beside it. Yeah. And that's my spot. Yeah. And it's your spot. You had to let go of something that was yours. Yep. And that's not always easy to do. Tell me. Comfort. My comfort zone. Okay, very true. We have to let go of our comfort zone. And Matt? Yeah, probably the same uh, comfort and a little bit of fear, uh, just to sit in the front row and didn't let that go. Okay, so there's a lot of things we have to let go just to make a slight adjustment of shifting seats. Can we thank our volunteers? But they don't go empty handed. Take some, take, take some. <laughs> share them around. Oh, she's just one. You want to share them with other people? Here you go. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy. So next time you, next time uh, you, you might want to rethink about volunteering. You get chocolate. <laughs> you know, it's fascinating. Just slight adjustment, and you come up against all these feelings and feelings that we don't necessarily like. You know, it is absolutely second nature to stay in our comfort zone, to stay where we feel assured, where we know what we're doing, we have our spot. But when we have to make a slight adjustment, what it does is bring up all those feelings to the surface, right? Like our fears, like our comforts. It brings all those things to the surface and it gives us an opportunity to, to hand those to God, to, to actually go to a new level of growth and depth, and that's what God wants to do in us. And it's not always easy. I'm not going to pretend. I mean, this is just a smart, slight exercise. But in life, there are adjustments that we're going to have to make that aren't always easy. But God is saying to us, as Jimmy shared this morning, it's trust me in that process. Trust me to work this through in you to bring about good things. As we adjust, we have to release some things, which was one of my questions that I mentioned. So here's the second action. Hands out, stretched out wide. That's release. We have to have the ability to release. And now with the action comes the sound. Now do this. <sighs> Isn't that the best feeling? <sighs> we need to release. Healthy people release. Picking, I just want to pick up the um, metaphor from going to the physio. Once they've made that adjustment, if you've been in some pain and you've got some release, isn't it like a <sighs> moment? What about when you um, have just finished a big Christmas lunch and you adjust your belt and you kind of go... <sighs> <sighs> or when you go to the toilet. <sighs> <sighs> Same feeling. You know, holding on to stuff too long is not healthy. It's not good for you. You can damage something. The thing is we have to release all the time in life. And sometimes we're conscious of it and sometimes we're not. But it is absolutely a part of life and it's crucial to doing life well. It's not a matter of if I'm going to do it. It's a matter of when do you have to do it. Kind of reminds me of a story of a friend of mine called Jack. Jack loves to bushwalk and he decided to go on this beautiful bushwalk in the country and he came across these beautiful cliff tops and he decided to go out and look at the cliff edge. Pretty foolish really, but as he did, as he was taking in this magnificent view, his, his foot slipped and he came down the cliff and he grabbed the only branch he could to hold himself. 
And uh, pretty much he was dangling from this branch and down below was a massive drop. He started yelling out, help, help, is there anyone up there? Hoping that another bushwalker would be walking by to hear him and help him out. He kept on yelling out and then finally he heard this voice, Jack. He goes, yes, I'm here, I'm here, who's that? And this voice came back and said, it's me, the Lord. And he said, the Lord, you mean God? Yes, it's me, Jack, I can see you. God, can you help me? Can you help me off this cliff? Well, I can try, Jack. He said, God, I'll do anything if you just get me off this cliff. I'll go to church every week. I'll be a good person. I'll, I'll do whatever you want. God replies, ease up. Ease up on the promises, Jack. Let's just get you off this branch and then we'll have a chat. Okay, God, I'll do whatever you say. Okay, Jack, listen up. Let go of the branch. Huge silence. What? Let go and trust me, Jack. Let go of the branch. Help, help. Is there anyone else up there? We do not want to be like Jack in 2019. We want to be able to release and let go and trust God when it's necessary because we need to be able to release things. Releasing is a part of life. We have to discern the seasons. We have to discern when something is no longer serving us, when something has had its end. Not releasing is harmful to us. Isaiah 43.18 says, forget about what's happened. In other words, let go of, release what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. We need to be able to reflect, learn, discern when something is up and it's time to let go of. Of course, I'm not saying this is easy. Sometimes we like to cling on to think something that's good. Sometimes we cling on to things that are painful and it's hard to let go of. But we have to have come to a place in life when we are able to release. I remember years ago, um, I was when I had a call to pastoral ministry. Prior to that call to pastoral ministry, I had a degree uh, in public relations. I worked in government and private sectors. I'd spent about 15 years working and then God called me to pastoral ministry. That's, I'll be honest with you, that wasn't on my trajectory of where I saw my career path going. But God called me and uh, I was offered a position at Bayside Church and so there came a time where I actually had to let go of what I thought was going to be my career path. And it was quite hard at the beginning to let go of what I had assumed I would be travelling to. Then I started working at Bayside and I was very much involved in young adults ministry and that was the 26 to 40 year olds. We still like to call ourselves young adults at 26 to 40. And I was involved in a ministry called Accelerate. We no longer have that ministry here at Bayside. But for those who may be around for a while, you probably remember it. And I was very much involved in that ministry for 10 years, um, shepherding, you know, mentoring people, uh, growing the ministry, and it was beautiful and it was wonderful. But it came a point when God said I had to release it, and that was not easy either. But I knew that the season had come, that the season for me to let go of it and trust what God had next had actually come Especially when you have sown your life into something and you want to, you've nurtured it, it's hard to let go of that. Imagine for anyone who's a parent here, 
and you watch your kids grow up. There comes a time when your kids grow up and grow out and, it, and you have to let go. It's the same process. So in our life, we're going to release many things. We're going to release roles and relationships. We're going to release responsibilities and rights, attitudes and desires and expectations. And all of this requires a greater place of surrender and trust in God. True surrender is not about laying something down and then doing mouth-to-mouth on the thing. That's called resuscitation. True surrender, in my mind, is laying something down, allowing it to die, its natural death, and trusting the Spirit of God to do something new. Now, when God does something new, it may not always look how we expect You see, when Jesus was resurrected, the first witness, Mary, thought he was a gardener. She didn't recognise him. When the two disciples were walking on the road to Emmaus with Jesus, they didn't recognise him. There was something in Jesus' appearance that was different. So what God resurrects may not look how we expect God will birth something new. It may be a new ministry. It may be a new dream, a new role, a new relationship, a new way of being. But it's trusting God to do that and trusting him in what it may look like. So I want to ask you the question this morning. What is God wanting you to release before you delve into 2019? Because when we are able to release, it gives room for something new to come into our midst. Which brings me to my final point in this crossover journey, and that is the ability to engage. Action, engage. All right, so once we've adjusted and released, we're hopefully ready to engage with what God wants to do. Engaging, I think, is exciting because it's like, oh, the places that we're going to see, oh, the places that we're going to go. Thank you, Dr. Seuss. But we do have to be engaged. A bike that has its chain disengaged, you can pedal as much as you like. You ain't going anywhere. We have to be engaged with what God wants to go, wants to do and where he wants to go. You know, Jonah was disengaged with where God wanted to go. God doesn't want us to be like Jonah. He wants us to be partnered up with his plans. And it, reckon, it, comes to, it, it means recognising what God is providing in the midst. Isaiah 43, 19 says, There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. Wild animals will say, thank you. The coyotes and the buzzards, because I provided water in the desert, rivers through the sun-baked earth. God's providing a water in the desert that leads to refreshing water for his people. Now, a, a road in the desert to refreshing water sounds amazing. But not if your expectation is for, you, for God to take you out of the desert by plane. If your expectation is God's going to do this, but he provides a road for you to walk on to the desert, how is that going to work? Our expectations have to be open to what God is doing and what God is providing. And often it's a road made up of many steps. And the water is not just for you, it's for others to drink from as well. It's not just for your refreshment, it's for others as well. 
I can talk a little bit about this in terms of my own personal experience. I've shared, I'm sure, many times here um, about the One Course, which is a course for single people. And it came about about three or four years ago. Myself and a number of other people, we wrote a course to help single people live a fulfilled life. Now, I'm not going to go too much into that course, but what I haven't really shared publicly is the prelude to what made me write that course. You see, about a year and a half before that, I actually felt God called me to surrender marriage and children and my idea of what life was going to hold. And it wasn't an easy time. It was a painful time laying down that desire. But a year after, God spoke to me about designing something for single people. Now, you see, if I, when I reflect on it, I don't think I would have been in the place. I wasn't engaged had God done it a year prior to that. I wasn't in that place. I had to actually release something in order to be engaged for what God was wanting me to do next. And I've seen that course provide refreshment for people, not just for myself, but for others. So I ask you the question, what do you need to release in order to be engaged with what God wants to do in and through you, not just for your own refreshment, but for others? Are you open? Are you engaged with what God has for you? You know, you may not always understand the steps and the journey, and I think that's okay. It's, it's why I think the Christian life can be one of the most exciting adventures to live. We don't always know the steps, but God does want us fully engaged and trusting him. You see, you see that with Joseph. When Joseph engaged with what God was doing step by step, he interpreted the baker's dream and then the cupbearer's dream and then he interpreted Pharaoh's dream and all those steps led him to a position of being a prime minister. Or Mary, her simple words, which reflected her engagement with God's plan, which is, was, I am the Lord's servant. May it be done to me according to his word. What incredible words of surrender. Those steps, those words opened up salvation for the whole world. We never know when we engage with God's plan how it's going to bless others. So we want to make those necessary adjustments in now, this time of the year, as we reflect. Well, we have the time to reflect what we want 2019 to look like and maybe release some things that are no longer serving us so that we can be ready to engage with what God wants to do in us. You know, and I believe wholeheartedly what Ephesians 2.10 says, that God has good works prepared for each and every one of us in advance. He's got them laid out for us but we have to be in a position to engage with them.